The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'd say fuck off. I'll edit it. Yeah, so uh, fuck off. You are fake news. What are you saying? I say you'll flip you. You'll what? Flip you. Flip you for real. Yeah, I'm shaking. Come on. You'll flip you. Flip you. Answer my question. Yeah. Give me the back. Flip you. Flip you for real. Hello. You're living in the land of nothing. It's because you are. Go shaking, say go just snitching because he's being this. He's no pussy. Screamed out, you know what it is. I ain't know what it was, so I just ran. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. James Christopher Flippin. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Flippin's a good guy, man. Uh, he's uh, he's our own Steve Bannon. Flip you, flip you. Heavens and welcome into Flippin' Out Radio, the most American podcast ever created. I am your host, James Flippin'. We are here for you on RadioMisfits.com. So much to cover this week. I can't even begin to tell you. I'm so excited to join you again on what once was known as Garden State Radio, now is Flippin' Out Radio, in honor of yours truly. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jamadrop, that's J-A-M-A-D-R-O-P, if you want to interact with me there. Or you can follow our show on Facebook, it's Flippin' Out Radio, and you can check it out there. Uh, Garden State. Did you guys know that the Garden State, that's not the official motto of New Jersey? In other words, it's not officially the motto. There's a movement now to make it the official motto, and I feel kind of cheated. I mean, what what's uh, what is all these years with it being on the license plate, the Garden State, and all all you ever hear is all oh, the Garden State, the Garden State, Garden State Parkway. Why wasn't it the official motto? Very strange. Also very strange. This girl from New Jersey who went to the prom in a hearse and a coffin. She wants to be a funeral director, apparently. So good for her. Very very good for her. I've been watching some lacrosse recently because the uh, Final Four is approaching for lacrosse, and I have some friends who are very into the sport. And I also found out that there's a lacrosse team, Adelphi University, that runs out onto the field to a Donald Trump speech. And if that's not awesome, I don't know what is. I mean, how great is that? This kid wouldn't like that. I'd say fuck off. I'll edit it. Yeah, Yeah, he wouldn't like that much. Neither would these women. They've got an anti-Trump, anti-Trump aerobics course. I'm sure it's in California or something. Or uh, yeah, California. Meet resistance takes endurance. Resistance takes endurance, folks. Meet the women who are coming up with anti-Trump aerobics. You know the problem is. You almost can't tell if this is real. Um, it looks fake. All the people are wearing headbands and stuff, and they're you know playing instruments, and they're all about this anti-Trump aerobics. But you know the fact that these people took the time to make this video shows you there's an audience for this kind of thing. Resistance takes endurance because people really truly believe that stuff. They are the keepers 
They are the vanguards in the battle against pure evil. Uh, I really, really love the crispy Colonel. You know, all these different iterations of Colonel Sanders have popped up now per KFC's new ad campaigns. And some of them are fine. Some of them are good. You know, I definitely enjoyed the deadpan delivery of Norm MacDonald as the Colonel. I'm the Colonel. I know that much. That was great. The I know that much kills me every time. Um, I definitely like the Billy Zane as uh, it's finger licking gold. He's kind of the way he pauses right before gold is great because he kind of acknowledges how ridiculous the whole thing is and the fact that he's getting paid just to do this and that's all there is to it. Not a big fan of the whole Rob Lowe, you know, Colonel in space thing. I've seen a couple of those ads. They're not great. But I really, really love... I'll say this. Jury is still out on Rob Lowe. It might be funny. I just can't tell yet. Okay? But I love George Hamilton as the Crispy Colonel. That one is probably the best, I have to say. You know, the whole lifestyle. It's a crisp, Crispy as a lifestyle. He really gets into it. He's very, very committed. And um, I, I think my favorite is probably the Crispy Colonel. So listen... Um, I don't like to jump into this kind of thing so quickly on a particular show, but I just don't know. Uh, you know, I just, I, in other words, it's almost maybe better to just get it out of the way. But Alyssa Milano, who I really don't spend much time thinking about other than the fact that she pops up on uh, Twitchy a lot, which is this website that more or less, you know, categorizes really insane leftists and the way they act on Twitter. So Alyssa Milano. I got to tell you, she really, she's an unhinged, she's an unhinged see you next Tuesday. And I'm sorry to say that, but it's true because on Mother's Day, Ivanka Trump shared an article from the New York Times, Ivanka Trump, daughter of the president. And she tweeted along with it, Today on Mother's Day, we must confront that motherhood is now a greater determinant of pay inequality than gender. And what she's basically saying is, look, it more or less is about whether or not you become a mom, the whole pay gap thing. It's not about being a woman, per se. It's that if you take time off to raise your kids and you leave the workplace and that is a thing in your life. Either permanently you leave the workplace or you leave it and then come back, you know, some years later. That is going to affect your earnings. And for sure, you'll have a pay gap, if you want to use that term, between people who didn't leave the workforce and people who did. In this case, yourself. So Ivanka Trump says the gender pay gap here, it is really it's more about being um, a mom. And Alyssa Milano comes back and attacks her and says, oh, you mean pre-existing condition day, Ivanka Trump? Have you read your father's wealth care bill? Hashtag motherhood. Hashtag Trump care. Da -da 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 -dun 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 -dun. It's just like, what What are you talking about? The, the whole idea that pregnancy in and of itself is what's uh, fairly categorized as a pre-existing condition, first of all, is such a twisted warping of what that whole debate was and now is largely over because of the way that you know obamacare and that whole thing cracked open the debate is whether or not pre-existing 
illnesses and disorders should be considered something insurance companies have to cover. Not, you know, pregnancy. That's not a that's not what they're talking about in terms of the whole debate over pre-existing condition. But still, here Ivanka Trump is making an earnest attempt to say, look, this is something we all should be at least aware of, if not concerned about. Concern, I'll leave up to you. But here's something I would like you to be aware of. That's why I'm sharing it on my Twitter page. And Ivanka and Alyssa Milano just, oh, you mean pre-existing condition day? <laughs> Since we're all pre-existing mothers? Well, first of all, that's not true. You know, not every woman becomes a mom, either by choice or by, you know, biological fact. And here's the other thing. If a woman, you know what's so funny? The more time you spend around this kind of thing, the more you realize how ridiculous it all is. Because if it's a pre-existing condition to get pregnant or be pregnant or whatever, um, doesn't that basically say that if you're a biological woman, that you're actually a woman just waiting to get pregnant? It also could kind of throw some, you know, water on the whole gay rights movement, which is a weird thing. Again, it all the problem with all this stuff is it feeds on itself. It it makes such little sense that it causes a lot of problems from like a logical perspective. And for Alyssa Milano to attack Ivanka Trump, a mom on Mother's Day, when she's trying to say, look out for the fact that moms have a tougher time. You know, it's just what an unhinged see you next Tuesday, because all she sees is. Trump, the name Trump, and she just attacks. And it's really, you know, the whole thing is so sick. I really just, Hollywood makes me so, so sick. How about this? Smoke on the Water, that song, you know, smoke on the water, fire in the sky. I always thought that song was about, like, a misty morning or fog, which, you know, again, doesn't really make any sense because fire in the sky. But I always thought that was, like, maybe... Uh, a sunrise that was one of those like you know really bright orange sunrise when there's a storm coming in or something like that and then you know this the misty morning fog i always thought that's what it was turns out there was a dramatic fire on lake geneva in 1971 this was the wall street journal that shared this i saw it and that was actually the inspiration for that song how about that uh recreational pot recreational pot use last episode we talked a little bit about how um roger goodell and also chris christie are very anti-marijuana and interesting note about the word marijuana by the way hawaii hawaii that liberal bastion wants to get rid of the use of the term marijuana they want cannabis instead to be the term because they say marijuana is very racially charged. It's like anti-Mexican or something. Um, and here is a report out of NBC Philadelphia that says cannabis could become legal in New Jersey under a new bill that's being pressed by. You know, we talked about this guy in the past. Uh, he's a you know local politician that wants to basically push for like the legalization, uh, definitely from a medical perspective. But the guy's name, Nicholas Scutari. Yeah, we've definitely talked about him before. He's a, he's a Democrat from Union Township. And uh, now he wants to help push through recreational pot use. Well, I'll tell you what, that would help me a little bit. Because i got to be honest with you guys. I mean, a little bit of a tete-a-tete, a little bit of a roommate war. And it comes down to, you know, the topic at hand. And I've made adjustments, you know. I go outside now 
always, always outside. And it's the summer, so thank goodness. But, oh, man, my allergies, that's a totally different thing. But, you know, if, if recreational use was legal, a lot of these people that fucking, you know, hate on people for no reason. Anyway. Uh, how about this? There's jobs in China that people can get where it's literally just because you have a white face, Chinese companies will hire you to come talk to groups of people and you play like a executive or a lawyer or a doctor or something. You just give these speeches. Oh, I guess it's like a voiceover gig. It's like an acting slash voiceover gig and you just have to have, um, a white face. And that's a pretty good segue into this. A culture, cultural appropriation. Chanel has been, you know, the the perfume company. That's perfume, right? Chanel, or is it fashion? I don't know. It shows. It goes to show you what I know. I'm pretty sure that's a perfume company, though. Chanel. Now I got to look it up. No, damn it. That's that's terrible. I knew it was fashion too. Deep down, I knew it. I don't know why I I thought to myself, oh, it's it's perfume. But um, okay. Anyway, they have now been accused of cultural appropriation and if i read the whole headline i actually would have known that it was fashion because they're selling a fifteen hundred dollar boomerang very culturally appropriationist of them to sell a boomerang because they're you know not australian uh the cash me outside girl yeah remember her cash me outside girl is actually gonna get Mm -hmm. she's gonna get a uh, Catch me How stage that? show. She's going to be on stage, I guess, telling people about her life and then also taking questions from the stage, which is, you know, that's really going to be the big highlight. Catch me outside. How about that? And she'll. Uh, you got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Nice. But she'll actually um, be doing her white trash thing on stage, which is interesting. So if you want to check that out, go ahead and do it. But. This is really uh, a crazy story. This Yale dean, a dean from Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut, got exposed by the school newspaper, of all things, for leaving dozens of Yelp reviews. You know that website Yelp where you like review restaurants and stuff like that? Where she was talking about how white trash and low-class obese people are. And talking about like how all these different restaurants she's at, it's really just like a white people trying to be Asian. That's why they're at this sushi place for all this stuff. And she got totally exposed. I think she got suspended. I don't know that she lost her job, but something happened to her. And that's pretty awesome because she also happens to be one of these professors. That's all about, Oh, cultural appropriation, cultural appropriation. You know, you guys, you, how dare you want to come to our sushi establishments? Don't you realize that's our culture? It's really, when you think about it, it's so like racist, which, of course, no shocker there. But when you think about it, it's really so racist that somebody would say, oh, dreadlocks, those are only for black people. Only black people can have them. Not you white people. That's only for us. And, like, shopping or going to a sushi restaurant, no, nope, that's only for Japanese people. How dare you? You know, Chinese food? I don't know. I guess the jury's still out on that. Maybe that's past, like, a grace period or something. Sushi's still trendy enough that they can get away with saying it's cultural appropriation. But, you, I mean, you don't get my point. It's it's like, how is this not racist, really? Uh, this was really, really horrifying, I have to say. This, store, um, this guy removed a transgender woman's testicles. So, again, she, you know, a, a guy, a 
a biological guy who I guess <sighs> wanted to be or, you know, in his head was a woman. And this guy in Denver used, he's got no medical license, and he used a surgical, army surgical kit to, to castrate oh, this woman or guy, you know, whatever, at, at, at uh, the Denver apartment uh, of the transgender. Oh, boy. The wife actually watched, and then there was a, a 911 call an hour later when blood really started to pour out. So, yeah, that's really, really, really horrifying. And if you saw the picture of the guy, too, fucking sick. I mean, the picture was just like, I bet that fucking guy did that. You know what I mean? I fucking bet he did. Tell you that much. Boy, oh, boy. All right. Um... Let's see here. Why don't we take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll do some more on Flippin' Out Radio, the most American podcast ever created. I'm James Flippin'. You're listening to Radio Misfits Podcast Network, and I'm so happy that you are because you can check out so many of our shows on here. I, for one, have a few, uh, at least two, I believe, or I will soon. Midnight Drive. Those of you listening who know Joey Baboots from past episodes of either Garden State Radio or Flippin' Out. He's going to be partnering with me on this new show, The Midnight Drive, a sports show. And uh, we're very excited about that. But yeah, Radio Misfits, curated by Ed Silla. You know, check out the various different shows on here and you won't be disappointed. And uh, we'll be back after these words. Follow me on Twitter at Jamadrop. That's J-A-M-A-D-R-O-P. Production. Rock the WrestleMania main event will be held tonight. New Triple H Big Show Triple Threat match for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. How do you feel? Michael Cole, The Rock says, you want to ask about The Rock's feelings? Well, The Rock feels that you should go suck on a monkey's nipple. What are you waiting for? Go find the monkey, jabroni. telephone company has its way you'll have to dial long distance 1212 and the number from this phone booth in Brooklyn Heights to talk to somebody in Manhattan even though it's just across the river it's a part of the phone company plan to give Brooklyn Queens and Staten Island a new area code number because of what it calls the explosive growth of advanced communication systems in plain language that probably means computers that talk to other computers by phone 
The management of WPIX is diametrically opposed to this plan, as we were when they decided to do away with exchange names. New Yorkers used to define themselves by their phone exchange. If someone told you they had a Murray Hill number or a Plaza number or a Flatbush number, you knew where they lived. The three-digit prefix destroyed all that, and with it, a part of our sense of community. Separate area codes of some boroughs will only drive us farther apart. Beyond that, it's downright inconvenient to have to dial all those extra numbers, and for that reason, we offer this serious suggestion to Ma Bell. Give the special area code to all the computers. They're automatically dialed, so they won't mind. 718 would be perfect for them. No inconvenience at all. And promise to keep 212 for all the humans in New York City, now and forever. We need things to bring us together, not push us apart. What's your opinion? We'd like to know. Welcome back to Flipping Out Radio, the most American podcast ever created. So apparently this place that <clears throat> I know as Xanadu, but now it's known as American Dream or something like that. It's this huge failed mall that's right near where Giant Stadium is and the uh, Brendan Airlines, Continental Airlines Arena, Brendan Byrne, whatever. Uh, where the Devils and Nets used to play is right there as well. The Meadowlands. There's this huge, vacant, half-completed, maybe even like a quarter-completed mall that was once known as Xanadu, and it's got this huge uh, ski jump thing. They were going to have an indoor ski jump, and it couldn't have been any worse, this whole plan, because it was right at the time when everybody was kind of acknowledging that malls are starting to die, that... You know, all this e-commerce is really taking away from retail and all this stuff. And they started building this huge mall in the middle of the Meadowlands. So it's been dormant in terms of its construction for I don't know how many years. Just a complete eyesore as you're driving by. They they made the thing designed to look like the port in Elizabeth, which I got to tell you is not the most attractive place in the world to begin with. But it's got all these multicolored boxes and uh, shipping containers, Elizabeth does. So what they did was this new, you know, mall thing has all these colors, like these color color panels that are supposed to look like shipping containers. And I, in a way, you kind of understand the idea behind the inspiration. Like, oh, we're going to make this look like a New Jersey landmark of sorts. Because if you've ever been to Newark Airport, you know what I'm talking about. You've seen those colorful boxes that are shipping containers from all the super tankers that come in uh, into Elizabeth. And, you know, that's part of the, the whole thing there. So now, supposedly, there's more money coming in to this whole thing, now known as American Dream. 
and it's in the Meadowlands. It could bring it back to life as badly needed funding arrives, according to NorthJersey.com, which is uh, the Bergen record. So private financing has been secured, and I guess they're going to continue to to build this thing. For what reason, I don't know. You know, when they floated the idea of having a casino in North Jersey, I thought, oh, you know, maybe they can figure out a way to use Xanadu. That's what I know it as, is Xanadu. Um, in the effort to kind of reappropriate this thing. But, of course, that didn't pass, the gambling thing, casino. And uh, now they're going to, I guess, what, make it into a mall? I mean, it's just, it's amazing. It's really amazing. And I, I'm pretty sure, and New Jersey's such a corrupt state, that somebody got paid off all this stuff. You know, somebody got totally paid off uh, the original incarnation of Xanadu. This woman, really, really sick. I, you know, we've seen this before in the news where people pretend to be homeless to panhandle and ask for money at different, you know, intersections and busy areas and stuff like that. This particular woman actually was caught going back to her Fiat and driving home after a hard day working the false homeless angle. But what's kind of great is that she was exposed for having done this and as a result was arrested for impersonating a... I, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what the crime is, if it's like fraud or defrauding somebody or whatever it may be maybe there's a, a specific statute that relates to pretending to be a, a homeless person i don't know but uh so aaron hernandez more and more is coming out kind of to corroborate the rumor or what's been a rumor up until this point that he may have been either gay or bisexual and uh some people go so far as to say that you know the guy odin lloyd who he murdered and was convicted of murdering. We actually spoke about Odin Lloyd not that long ago on this show because his mom started a, a GoFundMe page because she doesn't, you know, it's not like she made any money off the fact that her son got killed. And she's probably had all kinds of problems in her life uh, concerning the fact that her son was, you know, shot to death. So maybe she hasn't worked or she's gone through money or, you know, attorneys, whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, she had started to go fund me page. So the whole Aaron Hernandez being gay thing, supposedly this this letter that he wrote to some of the corrections officers about wanting to be um, bunkmates with a certain guy. And he mentioned that he knew this guy from the streets. And, you know, some people there's been a rumor about the fact that that one guy, you know, may have been like his prison girlfriend or something like that. A boyfriend, I should say. And... um it's kind of weird to me. Like, I don't really understand. Well, I, all right. I'll tell you what. I have a theory on why this is such a big story or why people care so much about this. Because I really don't know. Like, I don't get why this becomes such a, a huge story. And the reason I think it is is because there's a really – there's a bigger amount than people think. Maybe not of, of closet gay dudes, but, like – Definitely either bisexual or or just freaky enough, you know, horny, whatever you want to call it, that they're kind of like half like, oh, wow, you, hey, you think he is? <laughs> you know, you think he really does that? Because in their mind, they kind of, in their mind, it's almost like a, a sick intrigue in the notion that maybe there is more people out there doing that kind of thing than, than other people would say. And, hey, listen, feel free to disagree with me. But, and it's really more so like, 
I think Aaron Hernandez was probably a closet bisexual guy. And people are like, nah, you think? But they really want it to be true. Again, that's my theory. It, call me crazy. But all, all these people that care so much about, like, you know, stuff with sexuality, I think it's a, a little bit of a telltale sign. Uh, this scummy dude made, he's a CBS and Yahoo freelance writer, apparently. And right after the Manchester bombing at the Ariana Grande concert, this guy started whipping out jokes about, like, Ariana Grande's music and all this shit. And it's like, really, man? Are you that, like, fucking hard up for attention and that desperate to be, like, a Twitter celebrity and Twitter famous that you would do that? It's just, like, it really kind of makes your skin crawl because it's the kind of thing you see in person sometimes where people are really, like, awkward at gatherings or parties or something. So they want to say something just completely outrageous because they know people are going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, like they're going to react and it kind of takes away from the awkwardness, sort of, like, because to them it's like, oh, I won that round. I, I don't know. It's what about this? Are you guys aware? I, I found this fascinating that the Preakness, the race, the Preakness, the second leg of the Triple Crown has really had like a crackdown on how kind of and I don't know what else, what other term to use. If you don't know this term, or you don't use it. I apologize. But uh, the Preakness is very, it's a very ratchet place. And by that term, I mean like, you know, um, out of control, d debaucherous, a lot of drinking, a lot of smoking, a lot of, you know, uh, sex. Um, just the Preakness was like a huge, like, frat party, picnic, mud wrestling contest packed into one hot early summer day in Baltimore. So there's a lot of colleges that are nearby. They're all basically towards the end of the year, if not already um, out and, and, and having graduated. So the Preakness is a pretty big deal for a lot of, and I know for me, having gone to Delaware, you know, we didn't start our second semester until sometime in like February. So we were always a later school to kind of get out. And uh, everybody went to the Preakness. I mean, I never, see, it's funny. I'm that kind of nerd. I never went to Preakness because my first two years I probably wasn't really that interested or didn't have a way to get down there and then I was always working my junior and, and senior year especially on the weekends so I didn't do the Preakness thing but I always knew that it was like just a crazy insane day of debauchery and what they've done for years is they have these porta potties lined up and if you if you know what I'm talking about then I apologize that I'm just kind of like telling you the story that you already know or, or, or fact of life but they had these porta potties lined up at the Preakness, and people would sprint across the top of it, or try to, you know, like kind of jumping from porta potty to porta potty, sprinting across, doing this this running of the gauntlet, and people would chuck, like in some cases, totally, like absolutely peg, like you know, as hard as they can. Other times, lobbing them full beer cans. I don't know if they actually like open the top of the beer can to let it be like a little bit of a streamer as it's, but I don't think so. Sometimes it was just like people would bring these huge racks of beers just to toss at people running the gauntlet like that. And again, like I said, all kinds of, uh, you know, casual sex out in the open, uh, in, in the porta potties. I mean, this was like a crazy, crazy place, but apparently they've really tried to crack down on it a little bit recently. I don't know how effective they've been in doing so, but. You know, it all probably comes down to the legality of it and, and liability. Who knows how many various injuries and awful things happened as a result of the Preakness, including and not but limited to uh, lots of babies being born nine months later.
So Barstool Sports had this story that University of Michigan students are deeply troubled by wood paneling being used in a building because it's, quote, masculine and marginalizing. Masculine and marginalizing. So I'm actually going to use the NYU liberal against himself here. Am I allowed to say fuck off? <laughs> I'll edit it. Hey, so yeah, it's fuck off. Yeah, so fuck off. And that's how I feel towards those people that are saying wood paneling is is marginalizing. And even really, even masculine. Like, what? How's this for masculine, though? This guy, this Florida man, he got he got off on a murder charge. And what happened was his girlfriend, I guess, was choked to death. And then you know, left to die and, uh, or if she was, if she was choked to death, then she wasn't left to die. You idiot. She was already dead. But yeah, this Florida man said that the reason his girlfriend died is that he choked her with his huge penis because he was getting fellatio, getting oral sex, a blowjob, and his huge dick choked her to death. So, you know, it was very, very ridiculous that this guy would actually kind of try to use this defense. But anyway, he got away with it. And I think it was more than anything because they they couldn't find like the, the murder weapon or something. And that's always a, a that's always a tough thing. And and also um, some other aspects of the case were a little bit shaky. But, yeah, the guy, meanwhile, probably killed her because she rotted inside their home for like a week. He told someone who came looking for her that she was sleeping, which what? What the fuck? Like, how is that not, you know, sometimes like the uh, the circumstantial evidence surrounding a crime. And it's crazy because, you know, our, our court system is, is very um, deliberate about, you know, making sure people are guilty, at least in some cases. You know, you hear about all the guys that get killed on death row that uh, would have been exonerated by DNA evidence or have been exonerated by DNA evidence. And it's really pretty scary in that respect. But, um, you know, the burdens on the prosecution and but sometimes the circumstantial evidence man is like okay this motherfucker did this shit like you know somebody came to look for her and he said she's sleeping and this was like days after she had actually died and what what did he think she was sleeping for again i guess there's some potential explanation there that they didn't talk a lot they were they were had an icy relationship or something and he didn't know i don't know i'm not gonna lie this this really had me dying uh, there's a bar in Washington, D.C., this really trendy, like, uh, hipster bar, cocktail bar, that sells a cocktail that has empty pill capsules on top of it, and they call it, it's the that's the garnish, you know, the empty pill uh, capsules. They call it the Pill Cosby. How fucked up is that? The Pill Cosby. But apparently they're in a little bit of trouble or hot water. Uh, people didn't necessarily appreciate, you know, my take on an enjoyment of the whole Pill Cosby name. And, and they're getting some uh, negative reviews on Yelp, to say the least. To say the absolute least. Okay, so yeah, Sh- uh, Sheldon Richardson uh, plays for the for the Jets, New York Jets. If you haven't heard of him, uh, no surprise there. He's really not a big deal in, in the national football scene. But he went out of his way yesterday to shit on one of the newest members of the New York Giants. So, of course, I'm going to take up for the guy because I'm a Giants fan. Brandon Marshall. And Sheldon Richardson said that the Jets locker room is much better this year because Brandon Marshall's not there. And, you know, Sheldon Richardson, first of all, is really just like a fat-faced douche. Like, you could tell that this guy, 
has largely gotten by in life based off his size and his uh, natural athletic ability. You know, last year he had one and a half sacks. Uh, basically, he had already gotten paid and made some money, so I think he totally like rested on his laurels. He's one of those types of guys. And you saw where his his defensive coordinator had said that Sheldon Richardson has something to prove. That uh, he's got like something to prove this year to his doubters or whatever it may be. And Sheldon Richardson's response was, I don't have anything to prove. I just need to get better stats. Like, what the f- What the hell? What a piece of shit. Honestly, when I read that, I was just like, man, what, I, I just, it just makes me sick sometimes, the extent to which people are such pieces of shit. And that, and that leaves aside the fact that he took a pot shot at Brandon Marshall like that. Totally uncalled for and unprofessional. Uh, what about this? So we, we touched on the Ariana Grande uh, terrorist bombing. The Associated Press had some write-up on it where they said, oh, this guy that did it, you know, the suicide fucking bomber, they said he died in the attack. Gee, you fucking think? How about writing down that it was a suicide bombing? Associated Press, assuming that you actually have any interest whatsoever in, in actually, you know, accurately describing what happened. Which I w- at one time I thought that was the point behind news, but anyway. So speaking of that, Cosmopolitan or Cosmo, the magazine on Twitter, they reached out to this photo of a nice um, Sikh man. You know the the Punjabi religion, uh, or it's from the Punjabi region, I believe, of India. Um, it's kind of similar to Christianity in some ways. You know, I I think I've done some reading on Wikipedia about it, but you've seen uh, people very often in America that own small businesses that came here from, you know, possibly India that are Sikh and they wear um, the turban. They wear a, a, like a head wrapping and they don't cut their hair. They always have a beard. They always have, you know, kind of a long neck beard covering because they have, uh, they don't cut their hair. They don't believe in that. They think that that's, against their religion. So um, Cosmo reaches out to this photo where there was a Sikh man who offered free cab rides in Manchester after the the bombing, and somebody shared a picture saying, here's the Sikh guy doing it. So the picture itself says that the guy's Sikh, that that Cosmo then says, hey, can we use this photo? We'd love to use it. Uh, And they said, sure, use it without our permission, use it with or without, no problem. Then they printed a headline, Cosmo, saying that here's a here's a Muslim guy. Here's a Muslim guy offering a ride after after the concert. Well, he's not fucking Muslim. And you know that he's not. It never said anywhere in it. So you're you're just completely taking the story and making it something that's not what actually happened. To fit a completely fucking batshit, crazy, twisted as fuck, unending, unendingly so narrative trying to stop people from realizing the truth behind what actually is in front of them. I'm just going to say it that way, and I'll leave it at that. All right, before we close up shop today, I've got a a little bit of a segment here. How about that? A little segment that I call in honor of this song that I heard last night driving home on uh, on Sirius XM. Great song by Garbage, 90s song, Stupid Girl. Love this song. Stupid Girl, Stupid Girl. It's really great. And we've got a couple stupid girls in the, in the news. The first is Katy Perry. Katy Perry said on Elvis Duran that the solution to terrorism, here it is, she's got it. Katy Perry, she knows, she's got the solution to terrorism. 
She said, no barriers, no borders, just just human beings. Really? And I, and I love how, as somebody pointed out, she's got a huge mansion with a huge barrier around it, a huge fence and all this kind of stuff. Just, I mean, you can't. But yeah, no barriers, no borders. That's that's the key to defeating terrorism, apparently. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's like, you know, listen, just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you have to open your fucking mouth about, like, serious shit. Talk about your weird haircut, about your new, you know, album. I actually like the song, uh, Chained to the Rhythm, to the Rhythm. But yeah, Stupid Girl. How about this? Lily Allen. Uh, she's a musician, pretty sure. Possibly an actress also, but her brother plays uh, Reek on Game of Thrones. So if you watch Game of Thrones, her brother plays Reek, formerly Theon Greyjoy. And Lily Allen tweeted out that Islamists don't hate women more or less than anyone else. Fear of women is inherent everywhere. And then she said, hashtag normalization. Oh, okay. Interesting. So there's nothing unique or, or troubling about the fact that, you know, Islamists stone women to death for being accused of, of rape. That, that, you know, Muslim women in certain countries have to live their entire life covered by cloth in public. That they have to be, you know, escorted by uh, chaperones to go around and stuff. Yeah, that's not unique at all. No, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing significant about that in the fucking Islam world. I mean, like, God. Yeah, stupid girl, man. Just two, two of them. Two stupid girls. What else can you say? You know, and what do, do I not have a right to say that? Like, if they're if they, if they have a right to open their mouth and talk, then I have a right to say they're fucking stupid. That's the way the world works. So, um, all right. So that's a new segment, stupid girl. I don't know how often that'll come back, or you know what the what the deal is with that, but we may see it again. There's certainly plenty of stupid girls and boys to go around to talk about. So uh, here in New Jersey, at Rutgers, there was a whole thing where uh, a student or a group of students were supposed to meet with ICE agents, immigration agents, and I don't know exactly what happened. I think it was like determined that they were going to be allowed to stay on campus and continue, even though they were illegal or you know undocumented immigrants whatever you want whatever term you want to use i'm fine with both really i don't mind the undocumented term because it's true i mean they're not they're here right so they immigrated but they're not documented so that's fine i'll i'll, I'll roll with that you know I, I tend to use the term illegal immigration i think it's a little more basic but that's fine but this woman uh, or girl was quoted as saying that she's happy that i get to con continue to advocate for the rights of undocumented people everywhere. I'm happy this is my home. And I just thought to myself when I read that, I said, you know, rights. That's an interesting term, rights. You know, where do those rights come from? Well, clearly not the Constitution, because the Constitution, you know, lays out citizenship and all that kind of stuff and the establishment of law. And But I guess in this case, the rights would be coming from, like, the morally right thing to do like it's the morally right thing to do and i gotta tell you that thinking is the height of first world privilege there's a term privilege 
It's kids whose mommy and daddy put food on the table every night and they give it away or they don't finish it without a thought. They protest capitalism while on an iPhone. It's it's children. That's all it is. It's really little kids who don't know anything about the way the world really works, but they're so spoiled that they think they do. And that's sad. But that's, you know, that look, that's the world we live in right now. Flippin' Out Radio, the most American podcast ever created. You can follow me on Twitter at Drop and follow us on Facebook as well. Very good! The most American podcast ever created. Oh, here's your blessing! Oh, man! Yeah, so the Ariana Grande thing, I just, you know. That now they say stuff like, oh, uh... You know, you were, we here in Europe, we just got to get used to this. We just got to get used to this. And it's like, you know, that's such a sick, twisted way of thinking. It's like, you know, it's the same thing as Michigan students who are troubled by wood paneling. How about, how about actually standing up for what you believe in, in like a real way? What, you, what are you actually, what are you really interested in? This has been a Flippin' Out Radio production. Radio. Uh, I think the fuck not, you trick ass bitch.